Welcome to the Happy Healthy Mom podcast, the podcast that's all about empowering you to be the wellness CEO for yourself and your family. I'm Bree, the wife, mom, registered nurse, and certified health coach who is passionate about helping you gain the knowledge, tools, and support you need to feel empowered and in control of the health and wellness of yourself and your loved ones. Get ready to trust your instincts, take charge of your wellness because you know what's best. The information in this podcast is not intended to heal, treat, or cure. It's not intended as medical advice or to replace an individual relationship with a qualified healthcare professional. Please continue visiting with and being treated by your primary care physician or healthcare provider. Hey, happy Wednesday. Thank you so much for being here today. We're going to be talking about why craving sugar is not your fault. So many people, including myself, we feel like we should easily be able to control this. And then when it's not so easy, we are really hard on ourselves and think we're failures or we have no self-control or, you know, there's tons of things. I'm sure you've already had something pop up in your head as I'm talking about it. And this is something I've struggled with too. So I felt it comforting to learn that sugar cravings aren't my fault, quote unquote. (laughs) Um, And so we're going to talk about why um, we're really just hardwired to love sugar and how that used to be really important, but now is kind of working against us. And then um, what we can do about it. So going way back in time, our ancestors, and I mean from a long time ago, craving sugar and wanting sugar and being able to taste these really sweet things was very um, important to survival. So, um, you know, our ancestors ate fruit in the summer and fall. They ate fruit that was ripe and they knew it was ripe because it was sweet and so ripe fruit meant that they were eating the most nutrient-dense fruits out there it also meant that if they were eating a sweet fruit that it was most likely not poisonous because our ancestors knew that if a if something was bitter then it was probably not something that they should be eating um so they also like i said ate a lot of fruit during summer and fall because you know, they were hunter-gatherers, so they didn't have a grocery store where they could go get whatever fruit they wanted any day of the week, right? They had to eat this stuff when it was growing, when it was in season. So they ate a lot of it when it was available, which again was summer and fall, but that also helped them put on the body fat that they needed to make it through wintertime. Um, So again, this is really important and they use sugar as a survival mechanism, right? Um, Our genes and bodies, how they function, doesn't really differ much from how our ancestors' genes and bodies function. What is different is what we're doing to our bodies, right? We're no longer hunter-gatherers. We can eat whatever we want by going to the grocery store. We don't exercise as much. Um, We have a lot more toxins in our environment than they did, all kinds of reasons. But our genes and um, our bodies function about the same or wired the same as our ancestors so that 
craving for sugar is still in there, right? Um, sugar also activates our um, dopamine reward pathway. So we have these chemicals and hormones that control everything in our body. And so dopamine is known as like a happy hormone. Um, so, and we want to keep feeling it. So guess what? We want to keep eating sugar because it releases that dopamine. It lights up that pathway, which is one of the kind of main studies that has been done to show how um, sugar is so addictive, like a drug, right? They can light up our brain in studies and research and, and see what sugar does to those pathways in our brain. Um, and so again, the more that we use it, not only do we like that feeling, but the more that pathway actually needs to be stimulated. Um, so again, these are just all ways showing how craving sugar isn't your fault. You're not a bad person. You're not a failure for continuing to crave sugar. Um, but especially with that dopamine pathway being lit up and the dopamine being released, this really weakens our ability to control um, you know, our impulsive actions, our cravings, and it makes it easier to get addicted to things. And again, research has shown that sugar is incredibly addictive, maybe even more so than some of the really harsh um, illegal drugs out there. Sugar makes us crave more sugar. So does wheat. We know that especially like these two main things are very harmful to our bodies. And when we eat something, when we eat either of those, either wheat or sugar, our body craves more and more and more of it. And there's a variety of reasons why. But so I used to, for example, um, start my day out with sugar. Either I was having bread, which we know processed carbs turn into sugar while we're eating them. I was having super sugary coffee drink, um, maybe even cereal or like pancakes with syrup or something like that. So I was starting my day out with something super sugary right off the bat. And it's no wonder that I wanted sugar throughout the rest of the day. And part of that was sugar just, you know, wanted make, made me want to have more sugar. But then also my blood sugar levels would bottom out. And the first thing that I would reach for would be more sugar just to give me a quick pick me up. Um, and the thing with foods these days is that food manufacturers know all of this stuff about us. They know that we crave sugar, sugar makes us want more sugar, our bodies are designed to be drawn to sugar just like our ancestors, it lights up our dopamine pathway, releases the dopamine, and so food manufacturers put sugar in everything, like things that you would not even think that sugar would be in, like um, green salsa. <laughs> That's one thing that I swear just sticks in my mind is like, why is there sugar in green salsa? I don't get it. Um, now I get it. Now it makes a lot of sense, but even in like chicken broth, there's sugar. Um, I have a whole post written up about 10 places where sugar is hiding. So that's something that I will link to. Um, but that is so that you are drawn to that food item. That is why food manufacturers put sugar where sugar shouldn't be. Um, it makes you drawn to it and it makes you want more. 
Are you the wellness CEO in your family? Too many moms feel helpless and powerless and uncertain and anxious around knowing what to do to be well and have a healthy family. There is nobody on this planet who knows you and your loved ones better than you do. Our loved ones are our world and we as a world in this moment need for you to step into the role of becoming the wellness CEO for yourself and your family because not only will this affect your immediate household, you'll also have a ripple effect, a domino effect on those around you that are watching you get healthier and happier. A wellness CEO is when you get back to trusting your own instincts and taking charge of your family's wellness, leaving the fear, uncertainty, and anxiety behind and stepping into this powerful role. I was going to wait until later this year to share this with you, but we need this right now, which is why I'm excited to share my new monthly membership, the Wellness CEO Membership. For the low cost of $10 a month, it'll be monthly videos and calls, support in between. There'll be other experts coming in on a variety of topics. There'll be check-ins and homework, and that might sound overwhelming in itself, but use the membership as works best for you and your lifestyle. We need for you to become the wellness CEO for yourself and your family. Click the link in the show notes to get on the wait list. Now there's another thing I learned about while I was in nursing school and it's called PICA, P-I-C-A. And basically that's cravings for non-food items. Um, So some examples would be if you crave dirt or you eat dirt or you eat chalk or um, a whole variety of things. There used to be that show on TLC called something like The Weird Things I Eat or something. And I mean, they would eat like laundry detergent and just all kinds of things. And basically what that is, is you're nutrient deficient and your body's telling you go get this nutrient. And so we're just kind of eating things. For example, if you're eating dirt, that could signify an iron deficiency. So just something to look into, be curious about. Sometimes we think that's just like a weird kid thing. Um, It might not be, it might be a nutrient deficiency. So with sugar, um, if you're craving like chocolate, we know that that's related to a magnesium deficiency because Real cacao does have good amounts of magnesium in it, but we're eating like chocolate bars, um, which don't have any nutrient value, right? And again, have tons of sugar, creating more nutrient deficiency, creating more cravings for sugar. It's just kind of this like downward spiral. So if we know that our cravings could be signaling us that we need to find or that we need to replenish some nutrients and then we do that that'll help reduce your cravings for sugar that's what I'll talk about in a little bit too Um, it could also mean that you're low in vitamin c it could also mean that you need something emotionally 
Um, you know, it's April 1st, 2020. We're all in like quarantine or some kind of self-isolation, staying at home more. Maybe you're bored out of your mind. Um, maybe you're stress eating or, you know, anxious eating. And um, so this is an emotional need, but sugar is not going to fill it. Sugar is not going to meet that emotion. You know, reach out to people. You can still talk to people by phone. Um, if you're listening to this down the road, hopefully we're able to be around people again and we can give hugs and things. But stop yourself when you're about to eat something sweet and ask, what is it that I really need? Do I need to journal? Do I need to take five minutes for some self-care? Do I need to make a phone call to a friend and just chat for a little bit? Do I need to read a good book? You know, there's all these things that we can do to address the real issue. So just stop and think about that the next time that you're about to reach for something sweet and question what's really going on here, right? Um, I mentioned that we're wired um, the same as our ancestors. Our genes are the same that fact that we're drawn to sugar and sweet is the same. Um, but we've been taught, and it's been quite a while, so for many of us, it's not even something we ever really remember being taught. It's more just like ingrained in our brain at this point that our bodies are built wrong or that we're victims to our genes or to quote-unquote luck. Or um, that we don't know what we're doing, maybe health-wise or food-wise, because we're not the expert, because we don't have a degree, because we don't have an education in a certain topic or a certain field. Um, and that's all incorrect. So we really need to focus on unlearning this bad information. Um, it served a purpose maybe at some point but it doesn't anymore. So our bodies are totally not built wrong. Our bodies are, are built to protect us from illness, from disease, and should we get something, our bodies are designed to heal. So if that's not what our body's doing, it's not that we were built wrong or that something for some unknown reason is going on. It's because of the choices that we're making throughout the day. Um, we're also not a victim to our genes or luck, and this is something I've talked about before. Yes, we have the genes that we have. Some we don't have control over, like I don't have control over that I'm Caucasian, that I'm a female, that this is my hair color, that this is my eye color. I do have control over my disease genes, um, for the most part, at least. Maybe not 100%, but definitely for the most part, so... I like to think of our disease genes as a light switch and the choices that I'm making every day with my sleep, my stress, um, what I'm eating, what I'm drinking, exercise, the toxins I'm exposing myself to will either make those genes express themselves in the disease way or not. Um, so we are not a victim to our genes. And again, I have um, content around this, so I can link to that if you want to learn more. Um, about that. And you are the expert when it comes to your health and your wellness and your body because you're living in your body. And, you know, parents, this goes for your kids as well. You know your kids better than anybody else. So you are by far the expert. Even if you don't have a degree, 
even if you don't have education when it comes to, you know, nutrition specifically or healthcare specifically, you are the expert. So we really need for you to grab a hold of that and then step into that role and take charge. Um, another thing that can contribute to sugar cravings is our gut microbiome being out of whack. And I've talked about this before as well, our gut microbiome. So what we know is that when we get basically overgrowths of certain types of bacteria in our gut, they need sugar to survive. And I've talked before too about our gut and brain connection. We know that there's a direct connection between our gut and our brain via the vagus nerve. So when those bacteria in our gut get hungry and they need sugar, they will send a direct message up to your brain saying, feed me, give me sugar. Now I always envision these little bacteria as like these like wiggly, slimy guys and they're like, feed me, feed me. <laughs> That's totally just my imagination though. Um, but that can become super um, kind of overbearing. Like it's just all of a sudden all you can think about and you're just like sugar, sugar, I need sugar. Well, that could be part of it is that those bad bacteria in your gut are saying, give me sugar, give me sugar, feed me, feed me, feed me. And they're sending that message directly up to your brain. So that just becomes overpowering and all you look for. Um, so again, I've, you know, got lots of other content that can feed into this. Um, the main thing when it comes to taking control of your sugar cravings is getting to the root cause. So I just listed a bunch of possible root causes. Um, so getting to the root cause, that's what I had to do. Sugar was the hardest thing for me to reduce um, or to switch up, basically. I mean, I craved sugar forever and I just knew it was bad for me, but I felt like I couldn't stop eating it. And when I was craving sugar, if I didn't eat sugar, then I would, again, that was just all I could think about. And I would start to feel kind of deprived. And then we know when we feel deprived, we just like binge on something. Um, so that's totally what I did. I had to get to the root cause of the sugar cravings. And then it became really easy to say no to sugar. Um, and that's really important because we know that sugar is such a huge detriment to our health. Um, so if you need help with sugar, I have lots of resources. Again, I've been through it myself um, and it took me a long time, which is part of the reason why I want to make it as easy as possible for you and help you um, get a hold of this, the cravings and reduce the amount of sugar that you're taking in as quick as possible. I don't personally have the goal to never eat sugar again, and that's not my goal for you either. I feel like in these times, it's just really impossible. Um, and trying to strive for that could in itself be something that becomes unhealthy as well. Um, but I did want to bring some awareness to my monthly membership. It's called the Wellness CEO. Super amazing monthly membership. You'll get videos and calls that give you all the tools and information and support and no judgment um, that you need to become the confident leader of your family's wellness and really take control of your family's wellness. 
um, and give you what you feel you need to be hopeful and powerful in that area. Um, also, you know, just take from this what you will. But one of the most important things is stop beating yourself up over craving sugar or eating sugar. Um, a lot of us, including myself, do that. Again, like I said in the very beginning, we can feel like a failure or, you know, like we lack self-control, um, things like that. So stop beating yourself up because that's not good for you either. So that's it for today. Let me know what you got from this in the comments or by tagging me, sharing this and tagging me at Hippy Dippy Mom. And that's it. Take care, friends. See you later.